information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant. With Bob Slider behind the board, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. 58 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 58 degrees of the Highland, 55 in Elm Grove, and uh, we're warming up here, 60 degrees at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. We are looking at a sunny day today, daytime high around 80, pretty much the same uh, all week long, at least Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, begin to drop the temperatures a little bit on Thursday down to the upper 70s, uh, and then into the 50s by the tail end of the weekend. Maybe some rain on Friday and uh, Saturday morning as well. Uh, but the temperatures will drop down to the 50s by the tail end of the weekend. Uh, but that's, as we said earlier, Bob, that's going to be good weather for Ogilvy Fest, so good for them. Yeah, it won't be sweaty, you know, so hot where you don't want to move around. It'll be, I think, the ideal perfect weather. We have been talking about a variety of things today, uh, arrows and deer at Ogilvy Park. Uh, yeah, if you're going to Ogilvy, you might you might not want to stand too close to the deer. Don't feed them and don't hang out around the deer too much. Just just get in the habit because sometime soon, somewhere down the road, they're going to be, uh, well, they're going to be killing them. Uh, so be aware of that. Uh, talked about homecoming dresses. I still do not understand how dads let women go out of the house, girls go out of the house with those dresses on, but... I, but I'm an old guy. I mean, I guess I just, it's just, it's so bizarre to me to see. I'm telling you, I don't know how they can sit down. I, seriously, I don't know how they sit down. Um, Ogilvy Fest, of course, coming up this weekend. We talked about that. Yesterday was the 61st anniversary of one of the greatest TV shows of all time. That was The Tonight Show, starring Johnny Carson. Uh, the best version of The Tonight Show. Somebody pointed out that the writer's strike is over and that The Tonight Show is back live now. No, it's not. The Tonight Show hasn't been live since what nineteen what is it ninety two? Whenever it was that. Uh, I mean, it, it's that's what we have is not the Tonight Show. And Howard, you say it every day, a couple times a day. You and I are old, but saying that I don't know a single person that says, "Hey, did you hear Jimmy Kimmel last night? Wasn't he funny?" Right. Or the other Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Who are I? Don't even know who these guys are. And I'm who seriously. stays up and watches that? Yeah. The. Um, now I like Colbert. I do watch Stephen Colbert. If 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 I am up and it's on, I will watch Stephen Colbert. Um, he is not Carson. He is not Letterman. But he's certainly better than the other two. I mean, you know. And I did when when John Stewart was doing um, what is the show he had on Comedy Central that was a late night show. I was I was a pretty big fan of that too. Again, nothing will ever nothing will ever compare with the Tonight Show. Just period, end of sentence. Although, as I said just last week, at one point, the um, uh, David Letterman was pretty close. And you know, the other thing that just hit me about Johnny Carson again. Yes, we're showing our age. I didn't really care who was on. I mean, I was going to watch it regardless of who was on, but uh, there there was nothing. Well. Roddy Dangerfield was one of my favorites. Even Jim Fowler would, would would get there with the animals. You know, that that was all really good stuff. Today, I think people look at the lineup. I, again, the people that actually stay up and uh, watch those late-night shows, I think that gives them the opportunity to jump from one to that. Well, instead of Fallon, I'll watch uh, – who's the other guy? I'll, I'll Kimmel. watch him, Kimmel, Kimmel tonight. Where when you and I, it was Johnny and only Johnny, it even was though Johnny, he has a little yeah, bit of competition. And, and I think that that was, oh, God, God we are being old again. I, I know, I know. But don't even send me a note saying that you guys are old. I, we know we're old. Um, the guess, what, now you can predict the guess because I, even I get a list of what guests are doing tours to promote a movie. Yeah, what movie's coming out. Book. And that's all they do. That's, you know, with Carson... I think the guests just they like being on cards. Just, just hanging out, and and that's what that's the feeling you got on that. And you, do you ever get that show with, um, uh, with do you ever get that feeling with Kimmel or with Fallon or uh, I don't even know who else is on any of these guys? Do you ever get the feeling that people are just there to kind of hang out with them? You know, when Don Rickles would be there, or uh, Rodney Dangerfield would be there, or even some of the comedians. Uh, you know, Seinfeld had to start there. 
so many of the other comedians got their start there. You got the impression they just wanted to hang out. In fact, what was the greatest honor you could get if you were a first-time guest? Come on over and sit down for a Come second. Come on over and sit down and hang out with us for a while. If not, uh, they just waved you off and you back through the curtain, uh, yeah, cussing yeah, under yeah, your yeah, breath. Yeah. If you weren't, if they, if Johnny didn't care for you, or didn't think you were w worthy of it, you know, you'd do your final bit and then. And off you went. But if he liked it, hey, come over here. Come over here and sit down. Sit down next to Johnny. Or sit down next to Ed, I mean, yeah. All right. Leave your I, beer, Ed. We got company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, again, I. It's just old guys talking here, but I. I miss that show. And I. And, I, I'm, and you know, it, it's. I don't, by any means, never have ever considered that I'm trying to be like Johnny Carson. But one of the things I think we try and do here is just. We're just here hanging out with people. You know, we, we yeah, we bring the newsmakers on. Yeah, we talk to Bill Elenfeld or we'll talk to our reporters down in Charleston or uh, we'll talk to Frank O'Brien or the mayor or whatever. Uh, and that's a critical part of the show. I mean, I, that's a major part of what we do. But really, to a large extent, Bob and I are just hanging out here for three hours. We could use Charo, Howard. Where's Charo these oh, days? Hi, Jack. Hoochie, coochie, coochie. Yeah. <laughs> And that was the other thing about the other thing about uh, the Johnny Carson. There were just just characters, you know, and Charo maybe the best. Just characters. They had nothing to offer. They they weren't a good actor. They weren't good singers. They weren't good. They were just characters. Hoochie, hoochie, hoochie. <laughs> there we go, Charo. All right. All right. We need to get into some serious stuff, and I want to do it coming up next. Uh, Jim Justice talked about his uh, finances a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, Stephen's headline, Stephen uh, Allen Adams for the Ogden paper, Justice Deflects Finance Questions. And, and that's a fair uh, headline. But the more I read about it, he actually, he didn't go into detail, but he basically explained from the way he looks at it. And I think if we listen in a minute or two here to some of the things he had to say, I think we'll get a sense of where he is in his own mind about his finances. And we'll talk about that coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. It's 9.15. Ready, set, go get your Toyota today. Check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or come in and test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room so you can be ready for any adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end April 4th. Toyota, let's go places. What our children believe is just as important as what they know. In the Catholic schools of Ohio and Marshall counties, we believe faith, knowledge, discipline, and morals are more than just words. They are something unique that we practice in our classrooms every day. We challenge our students, not only academically, but in a way that enables them to grow into productive, faith-filled adults, an experience you can only find in a Catholic school. To find out more, call a Catholic school near you. If you're looking for an affordable hotel with comfortable accommodations and a friendly staff, make sure to book your stay at Sleep In and Suites in Moundsville. It's a non-smoking hotel with an experience that is comfortable and soothing. With no shortage of comfy, floppy pillows on a cozy bed, you're sure to have a great night's sleep. They also offer complimentary breakfast, free Wi-Fi. They have tons of amenities, and they're located in the heart of Moundsville. Book a room now at sleepinmoundsville.com. What if your bank offered new checking and savings accounts with a very low balance required, online bill pay, and debit cards issued right away? I would like that. What if that bank had extended hours every business day and were open on Saturdays and most holidays? That's incredible. And if all their accounts had low fees or no fees? That's money in the bank, the right bank. Open your checking and savings account at Main Street Bank. You deserve a bank this good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. New class, fresh faces, a new school year welcomes us in. It's back to school time. And we're here with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. These eyes cry every night for you. These arms. Long to 
917, after the hour here, Watchdog Morning Show, roaming anywhere between 55 and 60, uh, up and down the upper Ohio Valley this morning. Uh, last week, we talked at some length about Jim Justice's financial disclosure forms that were released finally, what it was, 151 days late, I think that's the number, uh, he was supposed to file. It, these are, these are if you're running for the U.S. Senate, you're required to file a financial disclosure form. Uh, Justice announced and did not file his form. Uh, didn't file it for a good while. Then at some point, he actually asked for an extension. He got one. Didn't make the deadline. Uh, I think he got a second extension. Didn't make that. Finally, after 155 days, he did 151, whatever it was. Uh, he did. Um, he did file his financial disclosure report, and what it showed. Um, they have between they being Jim and Kathy Justice, he and his wife. Uh, between $37.5 million and $108 million in liabilities could be as high as $108 million that they owed people. Lines of credit, promissory notes, judgments, um, et cetera. Of course, two of those loans come from Bray Carey and the Bray Carey uh, Corporation. Um, how much do you think that they make, Bob, income? What's their in, what is the income? They call it AGI, adjusted gross income. What's the adjusted gross income of, of the of the Justice family. I'm going to say about uh, 350000 Oh, You're a little high, but not wildly off. Uh, according to the report, Jim Justice and his wife uh, have $253,000 in salaries. Now, that includes 3500 for his basketball. Well, I don't know what she gets a salary for. Does she? I don't think she does because the governor gig it pays between two and a quarter and two hundred and fifty thousand. So that's a it's year. Uh, basically it's it's his governor's salary and his uh, bung, 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 basketball salary. That knock on the door was telling the governor they were going to take that salary. Yeah, off. And and there is an order for garnishment already issued. It has not been instituted. It's not been started. But there is an order out there saying let's garnish his wages because he owes. Uh, he owes so much money. So what does Jim Justice have to say about this? Well, I'm pulling together some info from both Stephen and from Brad, so you know where it comes from. Justice said, first of all, the financial disclosure form was prepared by his longtime company accountant and executive, Terry Miller. Terry, I I'm sure Terry's got it right and everything. I mean, to be perfectly honest, I, I didn't really go through it. But I, I know that Terry would do it right. I'm sure it's prepared and prepared accurately because Terry always does it right. What happened is she just forgot to put that zero, <laughs> one zero. <laughs> so Terry, I, Terry, I'm sure did it right and everything, right and everything. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Um, $253,000 in salaries. Between twenty five dollars and $73,000 of income from dividends and interests. So they get that in addition. How to much that. did you say there? Between twenty-five and seventy-three thousand, again, like interest stuff. Like you have that. to do it in yeah. ranges: dividends, interest. I always forget that every year. I have dividends and I have interest coming in, and I always forget to calculate that when I'm paying my. What are you taxes. saying, Howard? What I'm saying is, I always forget to calculate that, and then my accountant says, "Now ah. that's why I end up owing money at the end of the year because I don't stop to think about the fact that I have fairly good amount of dividends that come in my way." So. Uh, but anyways, between twenty-five and seventy-three thousand dollars of income. So let's take the high end of that seventy-three thousand, add it to two fifty-three. Now we're at about three twenty-five or so. So that's the, that's basically their income. I said three fifty. That's basically their income, uh, with thirty-seven and a half million to one hundred eight million dollars in money they owe. Uh oh. You know. Let me hold on. A second. I'm gonna, I'm, Got, let me cipher a little bit here. There's a, all right, 108 million. Oh, that's in the red. And then hold on, 325. Yeah, no, that's not good. My ciphering says that's still not good. That's still not good. Um, according to the uh, Western Ethics Commission, Jim Justice has 111 businesses. Now, I thought Brad said last week 147 were on there, but uh, the Ethics Commission says Justice has 111 businesses. And here's part of the problem, which we've talked about. Of his 111 businesses, only seven of them went into blind trust. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. You should have put all of them in blind trust. But don't worry. Jay's running everything. Everything's fine. So here's the, I love this quote from Jim Justice. All is good in my neighborhood. All is good in my neighborhood. It's not. And again, here's where I think there's some honesty here, right? Jim Justice, quote, all is good in my neighborhood. It's not perfect, by any chance, but it's good. It's good. So that's the way he um, that's the way he looks at it. 
He says that uh, his finances prove that it is a it is a tenacious approach to finances. Um, quoting again, Jim Justice. Well, now you you see a family that's worked really really hard, a family that one time, if you're really fair and you step back from it, you'll say, well. When things were really tough, why didn't they take bankruptcy? Like every other coal company, almost in the land was in trouble. They wrote off hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars, and we didn't do it. Stop for a second, because actually, I want to do give him credit for that. Sometimes the easy out is just to file bankruptcy. He could have. He didn't. Now, it, it, it doesn't obviate the fact that he still owes so much money but I, but I think it, it, I, I give him a point for that. You read my mind, Howard. It really does. But I think he has that plan B. You know, invite those fellows from uh, Saudi Arabia over for a weekend stay at the Greenbrier, <laughs> and if they can't make it, see what Bray Carey's doing. You have to have some confidence in yourself, and I'm going to share a small bit of my own. At one point, when I owned the company, at one point, my attorney said, "You know what? You just why don't you just file bankruptcy?" And I said, "No, I'm not going to do it." I'm going, to, I'm going to tough it out, and we're going to figure out how to make this thing work. And we did, and things worked out exceedingly well in the long run for me. It would have been easy. It would have been easy. And, again, my own, my own attorney was saying, just get out of it. Just get out of it. It's, you, you, you get, it's just not working. And it wasn't at the time. But I turned things around. Um, and and so, so, I get where, so I I give him credit for that. I give him credit for that. Um, Back to quotes from Jim Justice. There's no big pots of gold sitting around. Again, I think he's being honest here. There's no big pots of gold sitting around. Absolutely. At the end of the day, you can see that. And so you can see a family that sometimes we're a little late on the bill and everything, but we pay them, don't we? Again, I, I give him credit for honesty. I think he's trying his best to kind of keep his head high here. This is a man who was a billionaire when he went into office, and now he's scratching to pay his bills, and he, there's no way his income can come close to covering his debts. Um, and he's kind of admitting that. There's there's no big pot of gold sitting around. Yeah, but there is a pot of gold there, Howard. I mean, he has assets, and there's, there's plenty of gold in the pot there. But I think this what this does, it gives Alex Mooney a little ammunition because he comes out and says, well, we pay. No, he's probably going to be able to line people up that you haven't paid, well, there's and, no, and that's going to come back to buy He hasn't paid. Again, when I say uh, the possibility of as high as $108 million. That there's a lot of people out there he hasn't paid. He hasn't paid. Um, and his finances are not uh, – things have gone to hell in handbaskets. The issue here, which we talked about last week, he has assets. He could sell them. Now, as you pointed out last week, Bob, he already saw this happen with some of his property. His assets and those – 147 companies, Brad said, or 111 companies, whatever it is. His assets are producing no income. They're just sitting there. They look like they produce, you know, they, they've got a value attached to them. But until he sells them, they got nothing going on. But he could sell them. He would end up having to sell them, I'm sure, at a, at a I won't say a loss, but a deep discount, though. wonder when the last time is somebody gave an appraisal on the Greenbrier. Like, this property right here is worth, I don't know, Forty million, a hundred million. What's what's the price tag on that? That's a well, that's that's a good question. By the way, one of the things that the justice made a point of saying was, "I don't get any money from the Greenbrier. I don't take a check of any kind from the Greenbrier." Well, maybe you should, Governor. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, if it were me, I'd be I'd be saying, "I why don't y'all just pay me?" I know I'm there, but I think you know I'd like to I'd like to get paid. Anyway, so what Jim Justice is saying here is, and what he said on Friday is. I, things are tough. We're doing the best we can to try to work this out. Um, there's no pot of gold hanging around. I, I, I just got I got to do what I can do when I can do it. And you know what, Bob? I, a lot of us understand this as well. Uh, what's the line here? He said, um, uh, it's a family that's sometimes a little late on the bill, but we pay them in the end. And I don't know that that's always true. But that's not true. They, they just auctioned off your, your properties because you did not pay taxes. Come on. That's, that's not a true statement. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's his approach to it. He, he has um, no pot of gold hanging around. Uh, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just a guy to him. It, look, you know, sometimes I, I, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's even Donald Trump. No, I do. Hell with Donald Trump. 
I I have sympathy for someone who at one time was I mean it was I am a billionaire. I am the state's only billionaire. I am the businessman, only one in the state. I'm the richest man here and I'm a billionaire. And now he's scratching to try and pay bills. I it has to be in his mind humiliating to be that way and one of the guests i don't know if it was brad or steven somebody said well you know he kind of ran on that as a campaign too you know look at me i'm a great businessman look at all these businesses that are doing well you can't have it both ways howard i'm sorry well and i never felt he was a great businessman what he had done and i have a friend who did this what he did was he sold his companies to a russian firm made a lot of money and then when the russian firm began to have problems he bought them back with pennies on the dollar so, I mean, is that a good business move? I guess it is, but it's not like he's running these companies to make so much money. He's not making a great profit, but it was a smart business move. He sold them up here. He bought them down here. So, you know, he's got them, still has them. And Howard, I don't want to beat up on him too much, but I think this is a true statement. If every single West Virginian, whether you're a resident, businessman, or both, if we paid our tax like Jim Justice pays his tax, this whole state would have went under. Well, that's, that's I mean, it's a good point. Um, I, I think like many people, if I remember correctly, he ends up paying his taxes very late and pays the fines and penalties when it becomes a public issue. What about those properties he just lost? He yeah. didn't pay tax on them. That's what got him in trouble. Now he doesn't own them anymore. Yeah, but those those were little. Those were like you know old barns out in the middle. I mean, th- those weren't real significant assets. They were little pieces of property across the state. I mean, it it, it goes to show a pattern that he doesn't didn't pay his taxes. I think it was it was taxes, and so went to sheriff's sale. But um, again, I, I and you know what's interesting. I'm supporting justice against Mooney. I mean, if, 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 uh, wait and see if Manchin gets in the race. But if it's Mooney or Manchin, I mean, Mooney or justice, listen, I'm a thousand percent behind justice. Financial problems or not. And again, I think, I don't think he even is showing arrogance here. I think he's just showing. Pride, trying to trying to put the stiff upper lip on, uh, in 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 terms of bad times. But so I get criticized for you know why do you spend so much time criticizing the governor for his finances? Well, I think it's fair to look at him, but please don't get me. I'm not a Republican, so I won't vote in the primary. But if I were to vote in the primary, I'd be voting for JJ. Well, yes, and that's what the story is. This guy is is going. He wants our vote to go to Washington, and that's the question. Okay, has he done a good job? But is this is this the guy that we want to, to send? But you're right, Howard. When it comes down to him or Mooney, it's it's a no brainer. Go get I him, have JJ. Said all my radio career, despite what we think, elections are not about picking the best person. They're about making a choice between the choices you have. Usually, two people. Um, probably neither one's the best candidate. Justice or Mooney. Pick one. If that's if if those are my choices, I'm picking JJ. I think he. You know why? I, and I maybe you disagree with me, but I think at heart he wants to do the right thing. I, I really do. I think when he says I want goodness, I think I don't think he does it right. But I think his heart is in the right place. Yeah, but okay. I, did I believe Joe Manchin when he said, I can serve you folks better in Washington? That's a bunch of bull crap. That only served Joe Manchin better. He was a great governor. We needed him. We, we Things were good business with Joe Manchin, but he wanted the higher seat for him, not you and I, Howard. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not going to necessarily agree with that. But I also, I don't know what I'm still don't know what Manchin's going to do. I, I'm still. What's I, he do from Washington for you and I? What the hell does he do? Well, he he does. I disagree with this because I'm. The, he he spends a great deal of his political capital protecting the coal industry, protecting the fossil fuel industry, protecting the energy part of our state. I mean, he spends a lot of time on that, and he has succeeded in that by being the guy who can hold up other legislation. Uh, I think he voted for the Inflation Reduction Act, with, which I think in the end was a good thing. Um, but he's in a different world than he was back when he ran for office. Well, he ran for the Senate. 
you know, he's now in a world that uh, is totally dominated in this state by, by Republicans, and and that's part of part of his problem too. So I I don't know, you know, if it comes down to if it comes down to Manchin or JJ, who do you go for? I go with Joe Manchin. Yeah. Okay. I'm not really happy, but yeah, I got I got to go. I think again, he's the better. Cho- poli- I again, think elections better. are about finding the best person. I, yeah. They're only finding the the best of the choices you have. Uh, 933, 27 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. All right, let's go over to the news desk of the Big Seven. Taylor, you got T- Taylor still here? Taylor Long is still here hanging out uh, to do a final update for us this morning. Good Monday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this October the 2nd. Even with the high temps, summer is officially over and the crisp, dry fall season is on its way. Although you may be excited, there are some precautions you should take if you're planning on burning any brush. October marks the beginning of fall fire season and it will continue through December 31st. The West Virginia Division of Forestry reminds people to confine their outdoor burning between the times of 5 p.m. and 7 a.m. and have all fires completely extinguished within that window. Requirements for burning include a pile of 5 feet by 5 with a perimeter that is clear from 10 feet away. The Wheeling Fire Department shared some of the most common ways a small burn can become a bigger one. And 7 News is your local election headquarters. A lawsuit has been filed in West Virginia to keep former President Donald Trump off the 2024 ballot. That suit originated with a Texas Republican named John Anthony Castro, who filed it in multiple states. He claims Trump can't hold political office because of Section 3 of the 14th Amendment to the Constitution. The amendment says that anyone who has engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the U.S. cannot run for office. As it stands, Mr. Trump has never been convicted on those charges. We spoke to West Virginia Senator Shelley Moore Capito about it, who calls the whole situation ridiculous and says it's likely being funded by anti-Trump activists. And mark your calendars. A decades-long Ohio Valley favorite is back again with a long list of activities for people to do. The 46th annual Ogilvy Fest fall celebration will happen next weekend, October 6th through the 8th. It's presented by WVU Medicine, Wheeling Hospital, and Reynolds Memorial Hospital. The event will feature regional foods, various homemade crafts, competitions for all ages, a parade, and even a fireworks display. All the details can be found at WTRF.com. That was a look at your headlines. Have a marvelous Monday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's health care demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services. Recruiting top surgeons. We embody the mountaineer spirit. Building upon strong traditions. Pioneering medical care. Moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital. Delivering the right care, right place, right time. The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment, too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70, the top of the hill, the Highlands. Creole and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Frio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168. Or visit FrioAndStack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Frio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. Spend your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversation, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. roads must a man walk down before they call him a man. How many seas must a white dove sail before she sleeps 
Folk kick this weekend. Uh, I'm surprised. Interesting that you played that. Uh, I, been, I had the uh, folk music uh, on my uh, Spotify account playing all weekend long on my uh, on my phone at home on my car and stuff. Just uh, Peter Paul and Mary and some of the other great folk music uh, from the uh, '60s. And um, had a long talk with my uh, grandson Teddy. Uh, it was not intended to be a philosophical talk, but we got talking about a number of things. He was asking about uh, nuclear bombs. I don't know. Uh, and so we t- I talked to him about the nuclear bombs and the bombs that have been dropped and so on. Granddad, I don't like bombs. I don't like nuclear bombs. Why do we have to have war? Uh, what do I say to something like that, you know? You say, let's listen to little Peter, Paul, and Mary. That's exactly what I said. Well, actually, I went with John Lennon and Imagine, okay? Be- but, but uh, yeah, but I was thinking, yeah, you need to get into this, some of these folk songs from the, from my, the days of my youth, kid. Listen to that, yeah, the, you know, how many rows do we have to walk down? 9.39.21 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I was right, but just barely. And I, in the end, I didn't think I was going to be right. I'm talking about the federal shutdown, Bob. I had said all along that they would come up with some last-minute deal to keep the government open. And they did this weekend, but, man, it was down to the – it was right down to the wire – uh, and I, I got to tell you, as much as I had thought that was going to be the case, the last several days before I, I was beginning to think there was not ever going to be a uh, uh, an agreement made. But there was, there was. Congress voted over the weekend to avert a last minute uh, federal shutdown. The Senate concurred. Biden has signed the bill. Now we have until November 17th to figure out what happens next because it was only temporary. The funding of the federal government continues only until November 17th. Alex Mooney voted against the bill. Only one in only of our elected representatives in the state that voted against the bill. Uh, Republican Congresswoman Carol Miller, she voted for the bill. Democrat Joe Manchin voted for the bill. Republican Shelley Moore Capito voted for the bill. They all said keeping the government open is uh, is pretty important. Alex Mooney said to hell with it. Just close it. Just close it. He says that the government uh, can operate without the money for a while. We need to spend more time spending, spend more time looking at, at uh, cutting our budget and cutting our deficit and so on. So uh, Mooney's campaign put out a statement shortly after the vote, not just talking about his own, but asking, what's Jim Justice think about this? Don't like to say these next words, but actually Mooney is right. It's a fair question to ask, where does Jim Justice, since he wants to be in the Senate, where does he come down on the issue of that 45-day stopgap funding? Alex Mooney, I'm calling on Jim Justice to state clearly whether or not he supports the latest 45-day stopgap spending measure. Justice has tried to fly under the radar, keep his thoughts on the matter concealed, but voters deserve to know where he stands. Now, Justice really, he didn't give an answer to that question. He was asked about it Friday at this briefing that we've been talking about. And he, you know, he went on a rant about Washington, D.C. is broken. It's unbelievable. Um, I, I surely have st- this. I don't fully understand this next sentence, by the way. I surely have strong, strong conservative values, and I'll never change that. But with all that being said, I truly believe the course this government's on today with absolutely President Biden's administration, and this is the furthest right-wing talking guy on the planet. I'll tell you this, if you think we're on the right path in this country, I think you got to screw loose in a lot of ways. Now, I get the final point when he's saying that Biden's on the wrong direction, but I don't get all of that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm with strong, strong conservative values. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Well, he did not address, though, whether he favored the stopgap spending. Yeah, you're exactly right. Mooney, Mooney is correct, uh, saying, well, what did he say? Because it's the governor plate in the middle doesn't want to go one way or the other. But, Howard, I would love, and I know I'd be arrested, I would love to be in a room. With Maybe we should not a- with say Alex this out loud. <laughs> no, I would because I, I have no respect for the guy. Usually, I don't care what po- what what politics you play. 
I respect that office, but with him, no respect at all. Because what he really is doing here, folks, can't you see this? He wants there to be problems so his guy can look better running against this administration. Sure. He puts his guy above the best for the country. That's what we're dealing with here. Yeah. Well, Mooney is, um, again, I, I, I will say, I think Jim Justice's heart is in the right place. I don't agree with the things he does, but I think his heart is in the right place. I do not feel that way about Mooney. I think his heart is... What about the poor well, folks well, will be well, out of well, a check? Well, <laughs> well, black, to be honest. I think his heart is black. Yeah, hell with him. Um, but I think he asked, he, it's a very fair question, and Justice did not answer it. Now, let's be fair, Justice doesn't answer a lot of questions. He tap dances everywhere. But it's a really simple question. Do you support, if you, if you had been in the Senate, would you have voted in favor of this 45-day stopgap measure? And, and let's remember, Mooney has people on his payroll just monitoring what the governor says. And they, and they looked at that and they said, well, there, here's something we can hammer on a little bit because he doesn't say one way or the other. And I don't know why justice doesn't come out and say, look, look at the lay of our state right now, what I just told you. Mooney voted no. Carol Miller, another far right wing Republican, she voted yes. She voted for the stopgap measure. Manchin, Democrat. Capito, Republican, they both voted in favor of keeping the government open. So the lay of the land seems to be, and I'm sure that I'll get a text here from somebody who says, you don't understand, Howard, we, we can't afford this. The lay of the land seems to be, let's keep the government open and figure out a better way to do this. Shutting it down simply isn't, uh, isn't the answer. Uh, Carol Miller said, and again, I don't, I don't, I even told Alex Mooney one time when he was on this show, and he said, well, Carol Miller said something, and I said, I don't care what the hell Carol Miller says, so I don't really care. Uh, Carol Miller said, however, our work is far from over. Uh, we have to continue to figure out what to do after these 45 days. Well, she's right. Um, so there you go. Manchin issued a statement that he was pleased to avert a shutdown. Capito uh, praised the budgeting process in the Senate and warned the shutdown would be a disaster. She's been very consistent about that. Shelley Moore Capital has been very consistent as this debate has gone on. We do, we cannot afford a federal shutdown. And I think that's what a strong leader should do. Say, look, I'm not crazy about this extension, but what, what's the alternative? The alternative is we shut everything down. So let's do one more extension, and let's get our heads together, and let's come up with an idea. Uh, Capito, tonight my vote was as straightforward as it can be to prevent a reckless and damaging shutdown of our federal government. This continuing resolution, the only one that could have passed the House, enables the government to stay open and for us in Congress to keep talking about how do we pass better bills. Where Mooney wants the government to shut down because that makes Biden look bad. He does. That's exactly right. He wants the government to shut down. Same with other, some of the other Looney Tune Republicans. You know, Matt Gates from Florida is one of them. I, I mean, he said, I want the government because I don't like the government, he said. I don't like the government. I just want to shut down. The mistake that people make, that Republicans, I won't say Republicans, but Looney Tunes make, is they say things like, well, the people, when the government shuts down, people will realize how little they need the government. Wrong. I won't disagree that there may be parts of the government that are bloated or are not, not necessary, but when you start telling people they can't go to their national parks, or when eventually, it wouldn't begin in the beginning, uh, eventually Social Security begins to be affected. Or when you say, as we would say at the very beginning of a shutdown, the American military will continue to do their job, but they won't get paid. The American public doesn't want to hear that. They don't, that's not, that's not, see, they'll, they'll see now how little they care for their government. They care for the government. They care for the military. They care for, you know, so many parts of the government. Sure, there's bad things. And sure, there are ways perhaps to cut. But the argument that, uh, well, this will show them, it never does. You know what it always shows? It always shows, oh, my God, how much we do need the government as a broad-based concept. That's my thought, and I'm sticking to it. It's 9.47, 13 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, Bob Westfall coming by in a minute or two to talk to us about what's happening at the Big 7. I just saw a new headline across my, well, I'll look it up here in a minute, or Bob will tell us something about a local man or, I, I don't know. Just pop, popped up on my screen, and I didn't get a chance to read it. So I'll do that during the break, and maybe I'll have some info for you, and Bob will too. Mr. Westfall is coming up here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? 
we can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Calcruth Residential Roofing, locally owned and operated for 100 years, offers a wide range of services from roof replacement to gutters and downspouts, maintenance and repairs, 24-7 emergency response, and new construction. They have you covered. Whether you're looking for shingles, slate, tile, metal, or rubber, Calcruth Residential Roofing has the perfect roof solution for your home. Plus, all of their shingles come with a 50-year warranty, and they are a master elite certified contractor. Calcruth Residential Roofing is voted number one roofer in Ohio Valley and is ranked top 10 roofers in the country reputation experience results check out our residential showroom floor at the highlands or call 304-230-1200 over the past five years matt jones pre-owned auto has helped over 1500 hard-working ohio valley residents obtain financing on the vehicle of their dreams we've experienced tremendous growth which has allowed us more financing to further help our fellow residents from second chance finance to very competitive rates and terms, Matt Jones Pre-Owned Auto has it all with inventory to fit everyone's needs. That's Matt Jones Pre-Owned Auto, your largest independent area used car depot in the Respects Plaza in Elm Grove. Like us on Facebook, check out our website, mattjonespreowned.com, or give us a call, 304-905-8302. I was the first in my family to go to college. I was looking to switch careers. I wanted the highest quality, but most affordable option for a degree. No matter where you are in life, West Virginia Northern Community College can make your dream of a college degree a reality. With over half of our students being first-generation college students and free tuition for many programs, Northern is the right choice for you. I can go to college. West Virginia Northern Community College. You belong here. It's good to have options when choosing health coverage for your family, your employees, and your company. You want to plan with people you know, like the Health Plan, known for exceptional local customer service, and are headquartered right here in West Virginia. We are families, we are businesses, and we are all moving forward together. We are here for you. The Health Plan. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. of the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show, 58 at the uh, Ohio County Airport, 58 at the Highlands, 55 in Elm Grove, and 60 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. We have been talking here in the last segment about the federal shutdown, which has been averted for the next 45 days, I guess 44 now, uh, until November 17th, Then there'll have to be some other action taken. Uh, we will talk more about this tomorrow with uh, Tom Scateri, our national correspondent. We will also be talking about the uh, uh, the impact of this on Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy made a calculated move to essentially say to the far right wing members of his party who are threatening him if he would if he would allow some kind of a compromise to occur. Uh, he ba they basically said, "Hold on, uh, gotta turn something off there." Um, and I <laughs> I just got interrupted with a text, and now I just I lost my train of thought. Uh, oh, oh, Kevin McCarthy. He said, "Look, they, his 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 uh, his right wing colleagues say you do this, and we're gonna we're gonna take a vote on whether or not you get to stay speaker." He said, "Well, then bring it on, boys. Bring it on, boys." So we'll talk about that tomorrow with Tom with yeah Tom Scateri, our national correspondent, and also uh, tomorrow 
from uh, Policy Matters Ohio. Buckeye State still has some um, uh, ARPA money left behind, and Policy Matters Ohio has some ideas on what should be done before the end of the year when it has to be spent. So we'll talk about that all tomorrow on the Watchdog Morning Show. But right now, we'll talk about what's happening here in the Ohio Valley with Bob Westfall from the Big Seven. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Howard. How are you this morning? Good. You have a good weekend? I had a great weekend. How about you? It was good. It was pleasant. Nothing overly exciting, but it was kind of fun. You know, uh, as always, went out to eat and uh, took our usual ride through the parks and just had a good time. What, how about yourself? Anything exciting? Oh, you know, just uh, cut some grass, uh, got the last of the Halloween decorations up, and uh, that's about it. All right. Sounds sounds good. What are you working on today? I just saw a story on your website. I don't know if it just popped up or it's been there for a while. Sean Turek is going to run for Ohio County Prosecutor? Yes, uh, that is official. We got the word this morning. Uh, so that is one of the stories we're working on. We'll be talking to her uh, later this afternoon on uh, why she is running for the position, um, things like that. So uh, that is uh, that is happening. So uh, got that on WTRF.com. I believe we'll probably push it on social as well. Uh, do, you, do, do you know, as, as Scott Smith said, he's not running again? I probably should know that, but I don't know. Would she run against him? I believe he is not running. Okay. All right. So Sean Turek has been, in some ways, next to the actual prosecutor, Scott Smith, probably the most visible face of the prosecutor's office over the last number of years. So um, she's now going to run for the prosecutor's job. She's got a yes. hefty background uh, in that office. So. Good. We'll hear, we'll hear more from her or about her coming up today on uh, WTRF TV. Good. What else you got? All right. Work on a few different things. Uh, Ford is having their annual breast cancer awareness event. Uh, this year is the Highland Event Center. Uh, Annalise is up there this morning. She's had a busy morning coming in to anchor the morning. She's got to do the noon, but uh, she's going to grab me a story in the middle there. Uh, so this is something they do every year, raise awareness. Uh, they present the quilt. Um, so we're going to have a story on that today. Uh, something else, a haunted Halloween farm out of Wellsburg. Farmer up there. Uh, things kind of slow down, you know, between here and the spring. Um, so we thought uh, he would convert his farm into a uh, uh, corn maze. Uh, so we're going to go up and check the maze out. Jay, uh, Jake McGlumphy's going to check that out. Hopefully he doesn't get lost in the maze because he's got... <laughs> Uh, he is going to be talking to Sean Turek about her announcement today, so we will have that in our uh, 6 o'clock tonight. Also, DK is working on getting an update on the Wheeling Inn. Uh, sent out a press release on Friday. They have six uh, different uh, drafts uh, for the new uh, visitor center that's going to go in the place of where the Wheeling Inn is now. So we've got uh, going to get an update uh, from the man, Frank O'Brien. And, of course, uh, 84 degrees today, so our weather guys are working on that. And then sports, uh, today would be Monday, so that would be Player of the Week. So we've got that cooking off. A lot of stuff going on then. That's uh, that's good. We talked to Frank earlier this morning that they're moving forward. I mean, this Wheeling Inn project is going to be a, yeah. an exciting one for downtown Wheeling. I, I was saying to Frank, uh, Bob, what's nice is we're seeing that whole area now of downtown Wheeling, the upper, what I call the upper end, the northern end. You know, you got the Wheeling Inn about to be redeveloped. Uh, the Bridge Tavern has just done a tremendous job with the work they've got there. The Doris Apartments are pretty much done. I think I saw right. where they put the, the sign, a big sign on top of the building now that says the Doris. So that northern end of town is really developing. Um, right. Uh, and it's just it's nice to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, part goes with the streetscape and everything else. Wheeling is uh, kind of moving along, so quite, quite excited to see how that goes. Uh, of course, someone in my situation uh, uh, is kind of holding his breath for the handicap accessible stuff, so uh, uh, we'll see. They've put it off for years, uh, saying it's going to be in the streetscape, so maybe maybe it will be. The concern is 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 um, the handicap issue is is this what's the word I'm looking for? The drop off going on handicap. Access is that the issue that has been the problem right now? Uh, it's an issue for the people that are handicapped. Well, that's obviously uh, that's you've got you've got you've got curbs out there that uh, you got sidewalks that don't have the or the ramps and things like that mm -hmm. in downtown, um, which you would think would have been an easy easy fix, but uh, they use the excuse of streetscape uh, for the reason they weren't fixed. So I'm just kind of curious if somebody uses a wheelchair. Just curious what. Uh, what the future of downtown Willing is going to look like. You know, Bob, it's been a long time ago. Um, Easter Seals did a, um, a handicap awareness project, and they asked a few public figures, including me, 
to spend a day in a wheelchair downtown. This is before we had the, the curb cuts. Uh, it was before the buses had the ability to kneel and take. And, uh, you know, this. I, listen, I sympathize because I had no idea. Uh, I, it's been a long time ago, but I, I, I remember going into a restroom and trying to figure out how do you get out, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you uh, I was recently at, I'm not going to say the, the restaurant, but um, their idea of a handicapped uh, stall was they threw a bar up uh, on the wall. Um, doors weren't wide enough for, uh, for you to get through um, without major anguish. Uh, you yep. couldn't put, get your wheelchair into the stall. I know we're running out of time. But anyway, I actually had to have somebody stand outside the door of the restroom um, because the stall door wouldn't shut. See, that's just, you know, there's no excuse for that, not in this day and age. And hopefully the streetscape will at least uh, solve some of those problems. As you say, they're supposed to. I guess we'll find out when it's uh, over and done with. All right, people can check out all the news at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 5.30 for the region-wide show, always at WTRF.com. That's where I just learned about Sean Turak running for uh, office. So you all can check out WTRF.com or carry Channel 7 in your pocket with their Storm Tracker 7 app and the News app. Either way, any of those ways, keep you on top of all the news here in the Upper Ohio Valley. Bob, as always, I appreciate it. We'll do it again tomorrow. All right, thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. All right, thanks a lot. Um, I guess that takes care of business for today. I think it does. No, I'm looking a, at the clock. I think we're out of time. Yeah, it's, it's, I got like 40 seconds, so I guess uh, time to say sign our see you. Bye-bye. Farewell. I got to go. I got to get out of here. Kirchhoff has the calm coming up next here on The Watchdog with uh, a full sports afternoon, including Seth Dasky, the Neil Brown press conference, the Pine Room guys. All of that's coming up today. Touchdown City and uh, Tony Caridi later tonight. Lots to talk about the Mountaineers. And Bob and I will back, we'll be back with you tomorrow morning, 7 o'clock. Another go around of this big gig. Have yourself a great Monday. We'll see you on Tuesday. Cause you can take it.